Have you ever thought that you finally reached the place you always dreamt of, and yet something still feels like it's missing? Has a tiny voice in the back of your mind ever kept you up at night, whispering, there's got to be more than this? If you have lingering questions or feelings like these, I'm excited to introduce you to this week's podcast sponsor. Kim Knievel supports people to find more purpose, meaning, and joy in their lives through a blend of communications, events, and spiritual offerings. She uses tools like the Akashic Records, which she calls the story of your soul, to help people connect to their intuition and ultimately own the story they came here to live. I got a reading from Kim earlier this year, and I can personally attest that the information was so potent. Learn more on her website, kimkinevel.com, or just click the link in the show notes. Welcome to Off the Grid, a podcast for small business owners who want to leave social media without losing all their clients. Let's go off the grid. Okay. Let's go off the grid. Okay. I know that you really want to put your phone away. Yeah. Let's Welcome, 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 my friends. Welcome to Off the Grid, a podcast about leaving social media without losing all or any of your clients. I'm your host, Amelia Hruby. I am the founder of Softer Sounds Podcast Studio and the co-founder of the Lifestyle Business League. Here on this show, I share stories, strategies, and experiments for starting or growing a business with radical generosity, energetic sovereignty, and no or minimal social media presence. We are currently in season three of Off the Grid, and this episode is part of my 24 in 2024 series, where I am offering you a list of expansive, exciting marketing ideas that do not require social media and that can help you grow your audience, nurture your community, and make more sales in the year ahead or anytime you're listening. This is the 24 in 2024 series, but it's not really about 2024. That's just a clever numbering device because I like clever things. <laughs> so whenever you're tuned in, I'm so excited you're here and I'm really pumped to share today's episode, 24 Ways to Nurture Your Business Community Without Social Media. Before we dive into all of that, please let me remind you that I've made a free Leaving Social Media Toolkit that you can download at the link in the show notes or by going to offthegrid.fun slash toolkit. That toolkit includes three fantastic tools that I use to leave social media, my five-step plan for leaving any social platform, a list of 100 ways to share your work without social media, and a creative marketing ideas database to keep track of marketing experiments that you'd like to do and plan to do a few seasonally to help you grow your business. If you don't have the toolkit already, you are definitely going to want to download it before you listen to today's episode, because the 24 things that I'm going to tell you today can go right into that third tool, the Creative Marketing Ideas Database. You can just listen to it and type them right in there, and you will be ready to plan your marketing strategy for the rest of the year, or the season, or the week, or the month, however far in advance you like to plan. So without further ado, let's go ahead and dive on in to today's episode. 
All right, my friends. Today we are talking about 24 ways to nurture your biz community without social media. Now, if you didn't catch the last episode in the series, let me catch you up real quick because there I shared that your marketing strategy needs to do three things at any given time. It needs to grow your audience, nurture your community, and sell your offers. The last episode in this series about boosting your visibility, that is going to correspond with growing your audience. This episode is all about nurturing your community, and our third and final episode in the series will be about selling your offerings or products. So today, we are talking about your business community. So today, we are nurturing, my friends, and I want to be clear that our community is multifaceted. So in this list of 24 ways to nurture your business community, some of these things will be about nurturing better relationships with potential clients. Some will be about moving people from the audience to the community. How do we get them to commit to some engagement? Some will be about better taking care of current clients and customers, turning people from one-time buyers into long-time supporters. And some of these are better for B2B or business-to-business business owners or service providers. Others are geared toward shop owners and product makers. Like I said in the last 24 and 2024 episode, This list is not a to-do list. It's an inspiration list. As you listen, my hope is that you hear a couple of things that you want to try this year. Take what you like and leave the rest. And let me just invite you to consider the ones that are super appealing to you and the ones that are maybe really not appealing to you because they give you that sort of like, that would be uncomfortable. That's one step out of my comfort zone. Let's try to take on the things that we already love doing and want to do more of, and maybe one or two things that'll take us one step deeper into relationships, even if we have to invite in some questions or discomfort in that process. Okay, with all of that said, are we ready to dive into these 24 ways to nurture your business community in 2024? Let's do it, my friends. Here we go. Our number one way to nurture your business community is to send birthday cards or holiday cards to your clients or leads. So at Softer Sounds, I like to send birthday cards to all of our clients. And then I also do an all clients mailing around Halloween. I love Halloween. It's one of my favorite times of the year to celebrate. And I like to send our cards then so they don't get lost in the like Christmas card shuffle of all the mail that happens in December. So I think that it's really special to connect with your clients by mail. And I hear from clients all the time that they loved getting a card from me or while they were on break, they got a card and that reminded them that they wanted to get back to their podcast. And if you don't already have clients to send these to. You can send them to leads. You can send them to potential clients. Sometimes after someone comes on the podcast, I will send them a nice little note in the mail and that continues and deepens our relationship. So number one, send some cards, my friends. Number two, Offer a free call day. So this is something I've been experimenting with for interweb members, but we can do it for our mailing list or for podcast listeners or for people who are already an engaged part of our community. Is there a day that you can put up a calendar link with a bunch of coffee chats on it and just invite people to freely schedule time with you? This is a great way to turn those sort of parasocial relationships 
into social relationships, into face-to-face conversations or, you know, voice message to voice message conversations. We can, of course, offer coffee chats all the time. But for me, having these like tiny little calls all over my calendar can be a little overwhelming. So I love to engage with my audience by offering a free call day a couple times a year. Now let's go to our third way to nurture your biz community without social media. This third thing is pretty obvious, my friends, but I find that it is so underutilized, which is create a nurture sequence. It's got the word nurture right in it. The whole purpose of this is to nurture audience members and turn them into community members. So what is a nurture sequence, you might be asking? A nurture sequence is a series of emails that is automatically sent to people after they join your mailing list. They could join your mailing list from a link that just says, sign up for my newsletter. Or it could be that they've downloaded a lead magnet that gives them a specific tool. When people do that, when they give you their email, I highly recommend having a series of two to four emails that you send them after that. This is called a nurture sequence. And in that sequence, you're going to introduce yourself. You're going to talk about the work you do. You're going to offer them some great resources. And you're going to invite them to do whatever your call to action is. So if you're a service provider, it's going to be all probably based around booking an inquiry call or filling out an inquiry form or it could be eventually just booking your service. If you sell products, your nurture sequence might be a little bit shorter because it may be less about getting them to know you and more about getting them pumped about the product you sell. But you could still have a nurture sequence that's like, hey, I saw you joined the list. Let me tell you about our top three products from last year. And then when you show up next, you say, look, here's a behind the scenes video of how these cool things are made. And then you say, so glad you're still here. Let me offer you a 10% discount. You don't have to have a promotion in a nurture sequence, but you can. So again, this is a great way to use email marketing to bring someone from your audience into your community. Highly, highly recommend nurture sequences. Okay, moving on to number four. Number four is write a gratitude letter to three of your fave creatives or business owners. These may be people that you already know, or they may be people that you don't know and who are totally new to you. But I really love this sort of like one-on-one outreach that exudes gratitude and generosity. It's way more personal than like a typical quote-unquote audience growth effort. And for me, Emails like this have created friendships that turned into working relationships. Like, there are quite a few people listening to this show that sent me an email because they loved the show, and then we ended up doing a coffee chat, we ended up doing an interview, we ended up trading services, I ended up becoming their client, right? Like, that gratitude letter can do so much. So that is our fourth way to nurture your business community. Number five, throw a client or customer appreciation party. So this party could be IRL if you've got a shop or a studio, or it could be virtual if you, like me, live in a place where none of your clients live. (laughs) But I think that the spirit of excitement really brings people in. And I can tell you that in my experience, people who were sort of like 
past clients became current clients again after our customer appreciation party. I throw a client appreciation party around Valentine's Day every year. It's one of my favorite holidays. It's a time when I find like people don't have a ton going on, so they'll make time to come to a virtual party. At my virtual party, I have a little like superlatives presentation that we do to show off all the hard work that our clients do on their shows all year. We have giveaways. We have hang time. Like it's just a really fun experience. It's quick. It's fun. It's easy. It brings people together. It nurtures my business community. Okay, moving on to number six. This is another fun, easy, celebratory thing that you can do to nurture your business community, and that is host a giveaway or contest for your existing audience. So you might remember that I included host a giveaway or contest in the last episode on boosting your visibility. If you want to grow your audience, you host a giveaway with other brand partners to get your work in front of their audience. But if you want to nurture your existing community, you host a giveaway for people who are already paying attention. It's one thing to join someone's mailing list because you're excited about the possibility of winning something. It's another thing when you're already on someone's mailing list and they're like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad you're here. We're doing a giveaway for the people who are already members of our community, right? So we can use some of these strategies at different stages of the customer journey. Moving on to number seven. Number seven is one of my all-time favorites, my friends, and that is start a podcast. Now, a lot of people start a podcast as an effort to boost their visibility, and podcasts can certainly do that. But as podcasting has grown, I have found that podcasts tend to be better vehicles for nurturing your community and converting them to clients than they used to be for getting yourself in front of new people. If you launch a podcast, you are going to have to do a lot of marketing work to grow the audience. If your goal is to have a podcast with a lot of listeners, you can like sell ads or sell low cost things. But if you start a podcast that's about nurturing your community, what you're doing there is letting people get to know you, offering them exclusive deals, like really using the space to build trust and camaraderie and excitement, which are all the things that get people to take that step from community member to client or customer. So I think starting a podcast is a great way to nurture your business community. Number eight, repurpose your content and share it in new forms. So we can play this out from number seven, right? If you start a podcast, how are you sharing that in different places so that people in your community can access that like knowledge and information and wisdom in different ways, right? So when I make an episode of the podcast, I also send an email. There's also a transcript that you can read. I'm working on creating some fun, short YouTube videos that kind of summarize different episodes to try to bring people in that way. So if you've already made something really valuable, How can you put it into different mediums and invite more members of your community to engage with it in the way that they may prefer, right? Like there are people who love my work and don't really want to listen to a podcast. They hang out on the email list and that's great for them. There are plenty of you here listening, I'm sure, who are like, I listen every week, Amelia, but I never want to get an email from you ever again. (laughs) That's fine. I don't take it personally. I assume your inbox is just out of control and I understand that feeling, right? So how can we nurture our community through repurposing our content? 
Our number nine way to nurture your business community is to add info about your products or services to your email signature. If you are already sending a lot of emails, why not put that information in the email signature? This can turn into really fun things, right? So when I launched my first book, I put the link in the email signature and I was emailing with one of my college professors and they saw it there and they were like, oh my gosh, I didn't know you had a book. I just ordered copies for my book club. And I was like, wow, that's so amazing. (laughs) I was like, oh, what a treat. I would not have told them about my book, but because I had put it in my email signature and we were having a totally different conversation, they were still able to see it there and be excited for me and purchase copies. So I really wanna see those like tricked out email signatures, my friends, please be putting your work there. Number 10, create a client's or customer's only newsletter, podcast, or community. So a great way to nurture your business community is to create a space that's exclusively for them. Now, I know that many people do this as an offering, but I think it can be really nice to have some sort of free space that is exclusively for the people who are already a part of your business ecosystem. At Softer Sounds, we used to have a Discord server that was for our clients. It wasn't super active, so now we have a monthly newsletter that goes out exclusively to clients. I share some great podcast resources in there. I share reminders that they need to know about our services and things like that. But it's a great space where we can just be in touch over time. And I'm nurturing that relationship outside of the work we are also doing together. If you have a product or a physical shop or an app, having some sort of community for your like VIPs, your super fans, is also a really great way to nurture those relationships. And the reason you want to nurture those relationships is because those people become your biggest referral partners, right? Your word of mouth champions. They tell everyone about you. If you listen to this show, you know that I love Notion, and Notion does this really well. They have a program called Notion Ambassadors that you can apply for and then get access to an exclusive Slack channel where they share merch, they share updates, you get priority access to new features. They are really nurturing that VIP community through the Slack channel. So how could you implement something like that in your business? Again, it doesn't have to be a community. It could be a monthly newsletter like I have. It could be a private podcast if that's more your speed. But what's something exclusive you could do for your community members? Hey friends, interrupting today's episode with a quick message from one of our pod sponsors. We're huge fans of email lists around here at Off The Grid, but of course, starting a list has its own challenges. You've probably heard advice like be consistent, send an email every week, don't be too salesy, but also don't forget to sell. Striking the perfect balance can be really confusing. And this confusion might even stop you from building your list at all which is something that I definitely don't want to see happen. That's why friend of the pod and seasoned copywriter Nicole Cloutier created a guide just for off-the-grid listeners. It's all about how to turn any writing prompt into content that gets people signing up for your courses, purchasing your products, and replying to your marketing emails with things like, this is so relatable, I'm so glad you shared that, or maybe even, I can't wait to work with you. Head to the show notes for the link to grab this amazing free resource today. And because Nicole is an off-the-grid listener herself and knows that we love practical tools around here, she even made the guide an editable Notion template. And there's an audio version for all you multitaskers out there. 
Plus, once you sign up, you'll get a new prompt every single week, so you'll never run out of things to say to your audience. I don't know about you, but I think this sounds absolutely amazing and has had me running to my inbox. You too can grab the guide at nicolecopy.com slash off the grid. All right, number 11, create a yearbook or annual report and share it with your community. So often as creatives and business owners, we like have our head down in the work and we forget to let everyone know what's happening behind the scenes. So I love making a business yearbook. I make an annual one at Softer Sounds that comes out every July on our business anniversary. It's basically an annual report, but that's so boring. Why not make it a yearbook? (laughs) I make it a notion. It's got information about our clients, our revenue, our successes, our failures every year, and I send it to our mailing list. And people love it. Something I've learned in business is that people want to cheer you on. And so giving them an opportunity like this where you're sharing vulnerably, honestly, and celebratorily (laughs) is a great way to nurture your community. Number 12, invest in a session with a healer, coach, or service provider who you admire. I'm a huge believer in paying forward the abundance we want to call in. So if we are nurturing our community so that our business can grow and make more money, I think a great part of that process is to invest in other people's businesses that we want to nurture. I also cannot tell you how many of the coaches, contractors, even healers I've worked with that have become my clients because I showed up and paid for one of their services first. And I'm not saying that you need to like buy clients in this way. But honestly, when you're a small business owner, it just feels really good to be seen and valued for your work. And when you build relationships in that way, I find that it just really grows like an abundant business garden that you can return to and call on again and again. Number 13, Make a list of people who do similar things as you and reach out to see if you can collaborate on something. This one is all about building relationships with your peers, and it kind of has a lot of different functions. Like depending on what you collaborate on, it could grow your audience. It will definitely nurture your peer community. And I think it's a great way, again, to continue tending to that business garden that you're offering to and receiving from. Similarly, with number 14, I have make a list of people who do way different things than you and reach out to see if you can collaborate. So what I have in mind with these two is like, it's one thing to look at other people who are doing something similar to you and be like, hey, let's not compete. Let's collaborate. I bet there are people in my audience who would vibe more with how you set things up. I bet there are people in yours who might like that I have these different colors that you don't have, whatever it may be. That's one thing. And then it's a different thing to say, hey, I make cakes and you teach yoga. Let's collaborate on a yoga class that comes with cake at the end. (laughs) You know, people who do very different things where you can kind of collaborate and create this really fun mix up, mash up, bringing together those differences. And that will nurture your community and invite more people in as well. So I love collaborations. I love working with other people. It's such a great way to nurture your business community. Number 15 on this list of ways to nurture your business community is to create a survey to ask for feedback. 
So I am very ambivalent about surveys. <laughs> I love hearing from my community, but I also find that often in surveys, the things that people say they definitely want and would pay for when I make them, like no one buys them. So obviously I didn't ask the right question. We didn't come to the right answer. Something didn't work in that process. But I do think we can't do our work in a vacuum. So one great way to nurture your community is to ask them. What do you want? What do you like? What do you not like about what's going on around here? Open that space for feedback and let people share it with you. That's a great way to nurture the community and make sure that they feel heard. Number 16 goes into that feeling heard piece. It's actually follow up on customer feedback right? So there's nothing worse than like sending off a piece of customer feedback that you've been super thoughtful about and maybe explained like how if they just made this change, it would make your life so much easier. And then like crickets, nothing changes, you never hear again. I love that story that I honestly, I don't know if it's real or an urban legend at this point, but the story that's like the software engineer gets hired at a company, arrives on the first day, fixes a bug that had annoyed them forever, and then immediately quits. <laughs> like that, that is the feeling of like, no one's listening, right? And we don't want to create that. That's not nurturing our community. So actually following up on customer feedback is a way that you can nurture your business community. Moving on to number 17, I want to offer the idea of getting better at following up all around. So not just when we receive feedback, but what if we followed up after events, after calls, after inquiries, and how can we make those follow-ups more personal? So something I'm going to talk about in our next episode on making more sales is that it actually takes way more interactions with someone to get them to purchase than we might think it does. So a great way to nurture your community that's eventually going to make more sales for you is to get really good at following up and to think about the ways that you can follow up that feel supportive, fun, surprising, delightful, and that keep people wanting more and engaging more. All right, let's move on to number 18. This one is definitely about the surprise and delight. It's host a challenge. I don't know what it is about human beings that we are all about like five day, seven day, 30 day challenges. But honestly, y'all, it works for me. It seems to work for lots of other people. And it can be a great rallying point for your community. So with this one, I'm wondering how could you take something really valuable that you can teach or that you've already taught, turn it into a multi-day experience, and then get your community on board with doing it together. Bring people into your world, make it fun, make it step by step. That's a great way to nurture your community. You saw me do this with offering the free five-day leaving social media challenge in January, right? So this is something that I'm also thinking about. How can I take us deeper into the work together by offering a new format, a new touch point, a new experience? Moving on to number 19, create a case study. Case studies are great ways to go deep with a current client or customer and to share that experience with folks who want to know what it's like to work with you. So if you're a service provider, case studies really are for you. You want to be offering that proof of your experience. And I think it nurtures your community in two ways because it nurtures your relationship with the client you do the case study with. And then it nurtures future relationships with people who read that case study and connect to your work through it. 
If you have products, this could be a little simpler. Your quote unquote case study may look a little bit more like influencer marketing, but just asking five of your best customers how they use their product, asking them to send you a photo or a quick video, putting all of those on the product page on the website. Those are ways that we deepen the relationships with our community members and again, help make the sale through social proof. Okay, number 20, create a client hub. With this one, I am wondering, is it easy for your clients to go to one place where they can see invoices, appointments, notes, receipts, bonuses, discount codes, a place to leave feedback, etc.? Obviously, if you run a retail shop, people are buying from you, the receipts landing in their inbox, maybe they're getting on your email list, and that might be the entirety of the interaction. But especially for, again, my service providers out there, these things might all live in different places. And if you can create a more centralized, cohesive experience for your clients, it makes it easier for them to return to your work again and again and become a repeat customer, really nurturing those relationships. So I use a software called Dubsado that has a built-in client portal. So clients can always go there to see every package they've purchased, every invoice we've sent, every appointment they've booked through our scheduling links as well as some of the emails that we've sent to each other. I also create client portals in Notion that house all of our work together. So I think it's really about having, again, those centralized locations. I'm thinking of it as specific to each client, but you could also create one that's more about for all clients, right? And this would work for people who have products or services, B2B, B2C, whatever type of business you have. It's like once someone's purchased something from you, what type of hub could you create that has free fun things and additional discount codes and resources and maybe a video to get to know you better? I buy things from a shop called Bando sometimes. And when you buy something from them, they send you an email confirming the purchase with a link at the top that says, check out our free downloads while we get your order ready or something like that. And I had never noticed it until just recently. And I was like, oh, this is so cool. This is a page of their website that just has fun, free stuff for me because I made a purchase. So how can we bring that energy into our business? All right, y'all, we've got four things left. Let's go. Number 21 help your community improve their skills. So I find that when we're focused on boosting our visibility and growing our audience, we're often focused on beginners or beginnings, right? We're introducing ourselves, introducing our work. And for some of us, we may be straight up working with beginners. But with our community, the people who already know us, we can go deeper. We can build intermediate or advanced skills. We can tell them more personal things about ourselves. We can really spend more time together and do, I think, somewhat more interesting things because they're already engaged. So how can you help your community improve your skills? If you have a fashion brand, how could you offer a styling workshop to show people how to style your clothes with different accessories? That's assuming they've already bought some of the clothes, right? (laughs) And we're bringing the accessories in to take the experience to the next level. For me, working with podcasters, I do a lot to teach people how to make a podcast, but my existing clients know how to make a podcast because they are already podcasting. So I'm trying to help them up-level their skills through resources in our clients-only newsletter, through free workshops, and things like that. Number 22 is also about those VIPs, those repeat clients, those most engaged community members, and that is send gifts to them. 
A gift could be something as simple as, you know, that free resources page. Maybe you make something exclusively for them. It could be as elaborate as an entire care package that's uniquely about exactly the work you did together, right? When I was doing more podcast launches, after we launched a show, I would send the host a keychain that had their Spotify QR code on it so that if anyone asked about their podcast, they could just show them the keychain. They use their phone to pull it right up, right? So things like that that are just gifts that make people feel seen, supported, and want to invest in you and your ecosystem. Number 23 is doing a little mix-up. So if your whole business is online, host something in person. And if your whole business is in person, host something online. Maybe there are people in your community who are missing the opportunity to go deeper with you to strengthen that relationship because they do or do not live where you live, right? So how can we either make our experience virtual or in person to create a new opportunity for a different sort of way of being in relationship with us in our business. I love this idea and I've been thinking a lot about it for the year ahead and potentially already even for 2025. Like how could I do an off the grid retreat, right? Wouldn't it be fun to meet up and get to know each other in person? I've also thought about something like that for the Lifestyle Business League. What if we did an open house in Chicago, right? Like those are two businesses that are pretty much exclusively online, but we could do something IRL. Nothing's stopping us. We can do anything we want, right? (laughs) And I think that'd be a great way to nurture your business community. And finally, last but not least, our glorious number 24, be yourself and share something more personal. I couldn't be more trite, could I? Be yourself. That is the best way to nurture your business community. And not only be yourself, but be yourself and share about it. Let people get to know you. I'm not saying you have to become an influencer or be out there all of the time, but I am advising that perhaps you shouldn't hide behind your business. People would love to get to know you. And if they feel closer to you, they will want to invest in your work. Again, this is part of that reciprocal relationship. We're offering things to the ecosystem. We're receiving things from it. That's how community works. That's how we want to be with and for each other. So I'm ending this list of 24 ways to nurture your business community with a reminder to let yourself be yourself in that community. Don't feel like you have to put on a facade or be someone else to nurture those relationships. Be in them as you are. And if hearing that makes you want to tell me like, Amelia, I'm an introvert who would prefer to never speak to another human being ever again. Well, you know, I'm sure you found ways to be in relationship with people in your life. So how can we translate those things into your business, right? Maybe IRL is never going to happen for you. So you're really doing it all online. Maybe online is never going to happen for you. So you are rocking the networking meetup and the coffee chat at that local coffee shop, right? There are so many ways we can nurture our community, so many ways that we can deepen those relationships. And as we'll find out in the third part of this series, all of that work really sets us up to make more sales, aka make more money. Are you pumped? I feel pumped. So that's it, my friends. We did it. We learned 24 ways to nurture our business community in 2024 without social media. 
as I shared last time, if you would like a Notion dashboard that has all 24 of the ways to boost your visibility, all 24 of these ways to nurture your business community, and all 24 of the ways to make more sales that I'm going to share in the next and final episode of this series, if you want all of that in a beautiful to look at, easy to navigate Notion dashboard, you are in luck because I made it for you. It is exclusively available to members of the interweb. So if you want that, go ahead and head to the show notes, learn more about the interweb. As I'm recording this, you can join us for only $129 a year and you get way more than just that Notion template. You're going to get access to on-demand business courses from myself and some of my best biz friends across the internet. You're going to get invitations to live quarterly events with me. You're going to get access to that five-day leaving social media challenge that I shared earlier this year. There's so much great stuff on the interweb, now including this Notion dashboard for our 24 and 2024 series. So again, all of that's in the show notes. I would love to see you in the web this year. And if it's not the right time for you to join, that's cool too, because I will be here on the pod every week through the end of June sharing season three of this show. As always, I'm so grateful for you, for your time, for your attention. Thank you so much for being here. If I could ask one tiny, tiny favor of you, it would be to please send this episode to a member of your business community. It's a great way to deepen those relationships, sharing something you enjoyed with them. I would love if you could share the episode and help us grow our business community this year. As always, I'm Amelia Fruby, and until next time, I will see you off the grid and on the interweb. Thanks for listening to Off the Grid. Don't forget to grab your free Leaving Social Media Toolkit at offthegrid.fun slash toolkit. This podcast is a Softer Sounds production. Our music is by Melissa Caitlin Carter of Making Audio Magic, and our logo is by Natalia Studio. I'm your host, Amelia Ruby, and until next time, I'll see you off the grid and on the interweb. Let's go off the grid. Okay. Let's go off the grid. Okay. I know that you really